Good morning. Good to be with you again. Um, things continue uh, to move along, and uh, we continue to uh, trust God during this season, and we choose faith, fear, and uh, we're doing a lot of things, experiencing a lot of things that are new, and and uh, uh, maybe uncomfortable a little bit, but uh, even the uncomfortable becoming more comfortable. And uh, I want to give a shout out this morning to the Riverstone staff. They've worked really hard. Uh, if anything, uh, we've had more to do in the last two weeks uh, than normal. Um, they've worked really long hours during this, this past week, uh, collecting food, communicating to you, uh, our people, uh, ministering to the community. Um, uh, my estimate is that we made uh, right, right, right around 2,000 phone calls this past week. And uh, just reaching out to you guys, wanting to make sure that everyone is, is doing well. So shout out to them. Uh, we want to continue this morning with, with our offering. And uh, I'm going to read an offering prayer uh, this morning, uh, written by King David. It's, uh, he lived about a thousand years, roughly a thousand years before Jesus was born. And uh, this is Psalm 1. Happier are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners read, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season. Their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Lord, I pray uh, that you would teach us this morning, that you would speak to us, uh, that you would lead us. And we pray that you would bless this offering. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, as you know, uh, there are several ways that you can give. Uh, the best way, the easiest way that I have found uh, is to download uh, the Redstone app. If you don't have that, this would be a great time to do that. Just download it. It's really easy, and it's easy to give through the app, and it's a direct uh, payment. It doesn't have to go through a channel. It doesn't actually send a check, a paper check. It just downloads uh, directly. Uh, also, you can mail. If, you're a, uh, if you still write checks, still write paper checks, you want to send a check, you can send it to our post office box, which is on the screen right now. Uh, 1635 Old 41 Highway. That is a post office box, and you can send uh, offerings there. You can also text to give and uh, a couple of other ways that you can give. But just want to encourage you to continue uh, to give and to invest uh, in what Riverstone is doing is we try to be uh, a resource in the community, we try to be a place where people can come uh, who need help uh, rather than being a place that needs help. So uh, sadly, today uh, is actually uh, Terry Cantrell's last day on staff at Riverstone Church. Uh, we didn't plan it to, to be this way. Uh, we planned to have a reception for him today and celebrate him. Uh, but it's kind of out of our hands at this point. Uh, 
but do want to say to Terry, uh, well done, good job, happy retirement. Uh, catch lots of fish and kill stuff. Uh, have fun hunting, fishing, things that you love to do, being with your family, uh, time with your, your children, your grandchildren. Uh, also, uh, just so you know, we will we'll find a time in the future when things uh, get back to normal and we're able to gather. Uh, we'll, we'll designate a day or, or a night where we can get together to uh, celebrate Terry uh, and the years uh, that he has put in here, the way that he has served uh, the Lord. Uh, he'll miss on our staff. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he will not miss our group text. Um, not his favorite thing. Uh, so, Terry, you won't have to worry about being awakened this week in the middle of the night with our group text. Uh, next week, as you ready as you prepare for next Sunday. Uh, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and we want to have communion together uh, next Sunday. Uh, and so I just encourage you to think about that, prepare that through the week, and then at the, at the appointed time next uh, Sunday during our uh, broadcast, during our live stream, we will celebrate communion together. So uh, get your juice and your bread uh, this week when you make your uh, grocery run and be ready to do that. We'll celebrate together. Even though we're not in the same room, uh, we're still together. We're connected uh, by the Spirit of God who lives in us. Um, it is Palm Sunday, and I think uh, Becky and her team, they have some things planned uh, for this week uh, for the children as they get ready for Palm Sunday. And so uh, use this time to celebrate with your children the, uh, the message of Easter. And um, we'll continue uh, in that direction, in that vein. So last week, uh, we talked about uh, using this time that we have uh, to get to know Jesus, uh, to just take the time that has been, you know, imposed upon us, kind of this quarantine that has been put upon us. Uh, I suggested last week that one of the good things that you do is to take the time that you have and use it for an incredible purpose, and that purpose being get to know Jesus. Get to know Jesus better, get to know Jesus again, or, or maybe get to know Jesus first time, for the very first time. And so today, I want to push into that a little bit more, a little, little further, and uh, just try to answer exactly what does that mean? Uh, what exactly does it mean to get to know Jesus, and, and how can I do it? Uh, and to start us off, I want to read from Philippians uh, chapter 3 beginning at verse 7. If you have a Bible, uh, you want to open that up to Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 7. Paul says, Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. In verse 10, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Jesus, again, we just ask you today that you would speak, uh, that your words uh, would come forth. 
Lord, we open our hearts to anything and everything that you want to say to us today. We invite you. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to approach this whole idea of how do I get to know uh, Jesus and what exactly does it mean to get to know Jesus. I want to approach it from three angles uh, today. And the first angle is uh, I want to encourage you to get to know the person of Christ. Get to know the person of Christ. Jesus is not just an idea. He's not just a concept. He's not a philosophy or a religion. He, he is a person. Jesus is a person. He's a person who is alive. He's a person who came to earth, who lived and died and who rose again and is alive today. And he is a person who can be known, who can be talked to. Uh, in John 10, 14, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as I know the Father and the Father knows me. So Jesus suggests to us can know him in the same way that he knows the Father and the Father knows, knows him. So Jesus can be known. And the great news for us is that Jesus desires for us to know him. He wants us to know him. And so how can we then get to know the person of Jesus? And I, I would suggest you get to know the person of Jesus the same way you get to know any other person. You spend time with him. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. Talk to him. And, and I would say try your best to learn to talk to Jesus like you talk to a friend. Sometimes I think in our prayers, our words can become too calculated. Uh, we're, it's like we're trying to form every word and, and make a perfect statement. Uh, we're almost too careful in our words when we pray. Uh, and I would just suggest that we learn to just take a step back and just talk to Jesus. Be honest with him. Talk to him about yourself. Talk to him about the things that are, that are heavy on you. Take, talk to him about the things that you're excited about. Talk to him about the challenges that are ahead of you. Talk, talk to him about the things uh, that you've accomplished. Just talk to him about your life. Have conversation with him. But also talk to Jesus about Jesus, ask him about himself. Ask him to reveal himself. And that, that would be the second thing I would say, in addition to spending time with him, ask him to make himself known to you. Uh, if you have a difficult time hearing God's voice, or, or even if you have a difficult time believing uh, that God actually speaks and that you actually could hear God's voice uh, today, then just ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. Ask him to make his voice known to you. Ask him to help you to understand how you can discern the difference between his voice and your own thoughts. Ask him to reveal himself to you. Tell him exactly where you are. God, I, I, I love your voice. I can hear your voice. I wanna hear more. Or God, I, I don't know if I've ever heard your voice. I'm not even sure that it's possible to hear your voice, but if it's possible, I'd love to hear your voice. Uh, be honest with God and, and ask him if, if you wrestle with unbelief. Ask him to give you a breakthrough during this season of time, to give you a breakthrough from your unbelief. I love the statement in the New Testament that says, 
Lord, we believe. Help us with our unbelief. So the first thing is get to know the person of Jesus. And secondly, get to know the character of Jesus. We're called uh, not just to know Jesus or lay claim to an inheritance in his kingdom. Uh, We're all called to reflect his image. We're actually called to be like him. We're, We're called to look like him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord, the Spirit. So the character of Jesus is developed in us by his Spirit. Uh, what does that look like? What, what does the character of Jesus look like? The best description that we have of the character of Jesus is in Galatians 5, verse 22. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The character of Jesus is the fruit of the Spirit. The character of Jesus is love. The character of Jesus is joy and peace. Now, on the other hand, uh, the character of Tom is maybe anger or anxiousness or being resentful, uh, worrying or or being insecure. That, That could be the character of Tom. So what do you do? If your character is not the same as the character that you see listed in Scripture that, that is Jesus' character, if you know this is Jesus' character and this is my character and they don't look alike, what do you do? Well, what you don't do or what you can't do is just decide. You can't just decide today, well, okay, from now on, I'm going to be patient because that's the character of Jesus. So from now on, I'm, I'm just deciding today that from now on, I'm going to be patient. Now, you can, you can do that. It probably won't work. Uh, you'll probably find yourself frustrated because you won't be able to just decide and by an act of your own will change your character and make your character look like his character. Because only the Spirit of God in you develop and cultivate the character of Christ. And sometimes he does that instantaneously. Some of you realize that when you gave your life to Jesus, when you were born again, that there were suddenly parts of your character that just shifted and changed. It was, it was like a miracle that happened in a moment. Sometimes that happens. Other times he develops us over time and he, he cultivates our character. You can't make it happen. But, you can choose to work with him in that process, or you can choose to work against him in that process. So how do you work with him? How do you work with God in the process of cultivating your character and changing your character so that it looks like the character of Jesus? Uh, One of the best ways, and I believe the best way that I know of, is practice of spiritual disciplines. Uh, Let me just mention a few. Uh, Bible study. Read the Bible. Uh, Read the Bible. If you want to know the character of Jesus, if you want your character to be transformed into the character of Jesus, read the Bible. Don't just read it as a textbook. Don't even read it as a novel. 
but read it what it, it truly is, a holy, spirit-inspired word of the living God. And as you read it, ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Father, teach me. But Jesus said when he, when he ascended that he would send the Holy Spirit live in us and that he would teach all things. The Spirit, when you open the Word of God, ask the Spirit to teach you. The Bible contains teachings and illustrations of Christ's character. The Holy Spirit wants to illuminate those character traits to you. Illuminate them, reveal them, highlight them for you so that you see them on the page. But not only that, the Holy Spirit wants to impart those character traits to you, to birth those things in you. So as you read the Bible, as you give yourself to the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to develop the character of Jesus in you. Another spiritual discipline to help us grow in the character of Jesus is prayer. We need uh, S.D. Gordon, uh, this is my, maybe my favorite prayer quote. S.D. Gordon said, we need time, much time, so much time in prayer that we forget how much time it's in. I also love uh, the quote of uh, Murray McShane. He said, I am who I am on my knees before the Father, nothing more. It's true communion. With God, we need to develop and cultivate a life of prayer. As, as men and women of God, when we, have, when we are born again, then prayer actually becomes the life breath for us. It becomes our life breath. If you look at the life of Jesus, you see that Jesus was a man of prayer. He, he just lived for those moments when he could go away and be with the Father and spend time in prayer. Uh, pray about uh, your life. Pray about who you are. Pray about who you want to be. Pray for your family. Ask God to speak to you in your prayer time. Pray for yourself and pray for others. Uh, prayer for others, especially in times like this, is so incredible. Intercession is such an important uh, ministry for the church. Uh, in these days, I, uh, yesterday I got a, a text message uh, from a, a former student of ours. Uh, this is a, uh, I started to say young man. He, he seems young to me. He's probably not young anymore, but, but he's still young to me. Uh, but he was a student of ours at the University of Georgia. He's an pastor now uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. And he sent me this text message. It says, Tom, praying for you right now. And then this is his prayer. Oh God, I praise you for Tom and Melissa, their kids and grandkids, and for their ministry in your church and in this fallen world. I pray you for their I praise you for the ministry to me and to my precious wife and family in ways he and they will never know. I praise you for the fruit of Tom's life in mine and in those you have entrusted me to lead. Oh God, I pray for your persevering, strengthening grace in him. I praise you for Christ in him. And I pray that now, more than ever, you would enable him 
to toil and struggle with the energy that you powerfully work within him. I pray with gratitude and joy in light of the partnership you have given us together in the gospel, even as I yearn for him with the affection of Christ Jesus. I pray that you would help him and me to glorify you maximally in this unique time in which we live. Build up your church and calling and call people to Christ even as you draw him and me closer to yourself through your spirit. Oh God, I pray that Tom would experience deeper intimacy with you with each passing day than he has ever experienced before. A deeper experience of your love for him, your word to him, and the joy of Jesus living in him. In your name, Lord Jesus, I pray for my brother, friend, and mentor in ministry. Amen. So I got that text message yesterday uh, from David Platt, and uh, it was such an encouragement to me. I, I, I actually was in a point, I, I was tired. It had been a long week, and I was feeling tired and just needed uh, encouragement. And I got this text from David, and, and it, it really it energized me. It spurred me on. Pray for people. Intercede for your leaders, uh, government leaders, church leaders. Pray for your pastors. Uh, pray for your small group leaders. Uh, intercession is such an important uh, part of the, the church always, especially in a time like this, but also uh, just developing a prayer life and giving yourself to intercession will cultivate and develop uh, the character of Jesus within you because Jesus is an intercessor. The Bible tells us that Jesus right now in this moment is standing at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, interceding for us. Another spiritual discipline that will help develop the character of Jesus in you is worship. I'm so glad that we we're able with Austin and Alyssa here uh, this morning to make worship a part uh, of our online gatherings. Uh, it's so important uh, for us to be able to do that. And even though we're not uh, in the same room, uh, we're, we're in homes scattered out, not just across our community, but even around the country, even in other countries, people are joining us this morning. And we're able to worship together uh, in one heart and in, in, in one spirit, even though we're not in, in one room or even in one country. Uh, we're able to worship together. Uh, we can join with the saints and the angels in worshiping around the throne. If you want to know Jesus, put yourself in his presence through worship. Another spiritual discipline uh, that I love is silence and solitude. Uh, be still. Take some time this week to be still. The world is loud. The, wor the world is incredibly loud. This week, instead of listening to the noise of the world, take some time this week to just turn everything off. Turn everything off and listen to the quiet. Listen to the quiet. Sit on your back porch and listen to the sounds of creation. Listen to the birds. Listen to the wind. Let God speak to you in the silence. Another spiritual discipline that can cultivate and grow uh, the spirit and character of Christ in us is service. 
We invite the Spirit of God to change us when we serve others. Human nature is selfish. But Jesus is the ultimate picture of selflessness. He gave up everything for us. In serving others, we reflect his image and invite his spirit to transform us. So how, how can I serve? You might say, I, how can I serve? I, I have to stay home. I can't even go anywhere. Uh, there are several ways that you can serve. One is uh, to bring, bring food. You can bring food up here. We have a, uh, drop-off times uh, that are listed in our email blast. And uh, you can bring food uh, to help with Kennesaw Mountain High School and other, other places that we're trying to help uh, that need food during this time. You can make a phone call. Make a phone call to a single mom or, or to a widow or a widower uh, or someone, someone they know in your family or your surrounding area, uh, a friend of yours that you know is at risk who may be experiencing a little more anxiety or fear during this time than you are because they have been uh, labeled as someone with underlying conditions. You can give. Uh, you can give or, or make an extra gift uh, during this time to help us uh, do the things that we're trying to do and to do them more effectively. Uh, you can reach out to a missionary. Uh, reach out to a missionary that you, that you know through Facebook or, or on email or, or maybe even on a, a phone call. You could make a phone call on WhatsApp or some, some other form of, of media. This week, just this week alone, I've had conversations with missionaries in Spain, India, Scotland, and the Middle East. Uh, personal conversations, either through Facebook or on WhatsApp and talk with them about what's going on with them and how their situation is. I'll tell you something else you could do. You could do a parade. Uh, yesterday, Melissa and I had a car parade uh, come in front of our house. Uh, a parade of, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe 15 cars uh, of Riverstone families drove by our house uh, and, and hung signs out, uh, just thanking us uh, for serving and for leading and and uh, throwing toilet paper into our yard and uh, just encouraging us and cheering us on. You, you could do a, a parade. There are so many things that you can do to serve. Uh, there are many other spiritual disciplines. That's the thing you need to know about spiritual disciplines. They're, they're not magic. They're not magic, but when we practice, when we choose to practice the acts that have been labeled spiritual disciplines, they put us in the path of God's grace. It's like intentionally stepping into the path of God so that his grace is imparted to you. So get to know the person of Jesus, get to know the character of Jesus, and then finally uh, get to know the mission of Jesus. Leslie Newbigin, uh, in his book, The Open Secret, said this, the Christian mission is to act out in the whole life of the whole world the confession that Jesus is Lord of all. So what, what is the mission of Jesus? The mission of Jesus is to proclaim the kingdom and to demonstrate the kingdom of God. So it's what we say and it's what we do. 
the mission of the kingdom is very Trinitarian. Jesus came declaring the kingdom of his father and demonstrated that kingdom by the power and the presence of Holy Spirit. So what is the mission of Jesus? Well, just read the book of Acts. I want to know what the mission of Jesus is. It's illustrated on just about every page in the book of Acts. Uh, we call it the Acts of the Apostles. Some have suggested that it should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Actually, it is the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the early church. It's the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the, the early church. And God still works. He still demonstrates his kingdom by his spirit, his people. It's still what he's doing. Acts is alive today in the church all around the world. The acts of the Holy Spirit through the church, the global church around the world. God is working by his spirit through his people. The mission of Jesus and the mission of his people are the same. Demonstrating and declaring the kingdom of the Father in the name of the Son by the power of the Spirit. It looks like Jesus. The mission of Jesus looks like Jesus. It is loving, healing, it is forgiving. The mission of Jesus sounds like Jesus. It's kind, it's compassionate, it has authority. The mission of Jesus feels like Jesus. It is life-giving. It is resurrecting. Get to know the person of Jesus. Get to know the person of Jesus. Get to know the character of Jesus. Get to know the mission of Jesus. Now let's pray. Lord, we thank you for giving us a chance again today to gather in your name. I thank you, Lord, that all, all over our community, all over our state, our country, and even in places around the world, uh, people are, are hearing my voice right now, experiencing your presence right now, be changed by you. We give ourselves to you. We invite you, Lord, during these days to have your way in us. We love you. We trust you. And we need you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've watched the service today and you have special needs or prayer requests, things that you would, would love for us to uh, send out to our prayer teams, uh, since we don't have ministry time here uh, online, we would love to do that virtually as well. So if you will email us, you can send emails to tom at online. Dot org, or you can send emails to ashley at riverzoneonline.org. And we will get those email prayer requests to the right people, uh, to our prayer teams to be prayed for. And every request will be prayed for. So in, and again, uh, join us on Tuesday at noon. Join us on Wednesday at 7. And, and then see you again uh, next Sunday. In the meantime, we're praying for you. Please pray for us. We love you all. We miss you. In Jesus' name, amen.